Yes, it was and the song good. is Vacation. Very good. Very, very yeah. uh, fitting. It's, for happy. it's a happy song. It's a feel-good song. And, uh, you know, the Habs are on vacation. Yeah. Us as fans are kind of on vacation. Don't really know what to do with ourselves with no Habs hockey. Yeah. And minimal hockey, really. Yeah, man, my much. my fantasy teams like I'm struggling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm struggling to get my goalie starts going. It's like I'm, I was even thinking of dropping players today. I was like looking through to just drop one of those like on the edge players. Where yeah. like, okay, maybe for somebody who's actually starting today. But yeah, I feel your pain in that category as well. It was bad. So I mean, I'm feeling a lot better this week. Last week, I I felt like I was limping through the show, limping through the week. I feel yeah. better. I'm refreshed today so I'm, I'm excited i think we're gonna have a good show yeah i think so we will see i guess right yeah we will okay let's get into it let's get it done uh getting into it so ending off on a strong note you know as soon as you're ready to jump off the ship they pull you right back on board not today yeah <laughs> Arr, not today. why are we pirates because <laughs> it's a ship okay whatever anyway is this bad timing for a bye week, or is it just what the doctor ordered? Um, honestly, at this point in the season, I'm uh, I'm packing it in. I'm uh, I'm ready to just head. I'm excited for the trade deadline. I'm excited for the off season. That's all I'm looking forward to. Um, in the in betweens, I'm not really concerned. Um, I think this bye week will help relax the guys and um, allow them to unwind, perhaps with family and friends. I saw mm-hmm. Pricer and Angela were enjoying some time in Florida. Or was it the Pricer and uh, the baby and Angela was <laughs> to the side? What? Oh, that was a different picture, I think. Sorry. Uh, no, Angela posted a, a, a picture where she's like, it was like Price and the baby. Oh, yeah. And like they were like kissing, right? Like, you know. And oh, she's so like, I don't cute. get no attention, right? <laughs> I didn't see that. Though. My bad. So um, I, I, I'll just shut up. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> it's about time. Um, so, yeah, take a load off, um, so to speak. But I think we should uh, just stick to losing, perhaps tanking, um, so to speak, even though tanking kind of doesn't exist anymore with the lottery. Um, because, honestly, seeing Dalin, Dalen, Dalin, Dalin at the World Juniors. Dalen, Dalen, Dalen. That guy. Whatever. They um, know what we're talking about. At the World Juniors and seeing a lot of his highlight videos, it, it excites me. I really hope we uh, we can get a good chance at uh, drafting him and losing will only increase our odds. You know what I mean, Jellybean? I know what you mean. So, yeah, what do you think of the bye week, Lewis? So, okay, I look at it like this. I think we can look at it in two different ways here, depending on which side of the fence you're on, okay? And if you're in the middle of the fence like me, I'm going to tell you one thing, your crotch is going to hurt. Well, if you're in the middle of the <laughs> fence, you are the fence. No, I mean like sitting on the middle. Okay. Your crotch is going to hurt. Okay. Oh, if it's the pointy ones, it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> exactly. So the first way is, okay, this is a good time for Mark Bergevin to gather his team, 
Okay, take a look at what he has, mm-hmm. study tape, talk to the coaches, make some calls, and make some attempt to tweak the team and make a push, okay? Yeah. We ended the half with two wins. The players could come back refreshed and look at the second half of the season, like, you know, as a fresh start, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they can be buyers from now until the deadline. And if we fail, you can still make more significant moves at the draft, okay? That's one option. Mm-hmm. Probably the less unlikely option, but still an option. The other option is the team could be, you know, taking a break at a time where they finally were gaining momentum. You know, the players were, well, the players are going to be vacationing. They're going to be partying. Like you said, they're going to be with their families. So they're probably going to come back flat out the gate. You know, most of the time when you come back from vacation, you're not ready to play. So that'll probably, if they come out flat out the gate, that'll probably bury any hope of playoffs they still have left. But it still gives them a better chance at a stud draft pick. Okay? Yeah. So I, I really think, it really depends what direction you favor. I think either way, this break could be a positive thing for either direction. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is Mark Bergevin during this time is going to need to decide which direction he wants to go. That's the important thing, okay? Is he going to make moves, make a push for, for next year and get a stud player at the draft? I mean, you just don't want to be stuck in the middle. Yeah. That's the, the place where you don't want to be. It's tough because you could decide, you know, to wait till the draft, but, you know, it's not guaranteed that something you're going to get something at the draft, mm-hmm. right? So right now it's up to Mark Bergevin to make a firm plan, decide, do I have enough this year to go for it? No, I'll no, tell you that right now. Not. But he's got to make the decision right now. Yeah. Either pull the trigger now and add to this team and make that push or look for the long term. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean blow it up, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I get So sticking on the point of Marc Bergevin, he addressed the media. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. I, to tell you the truth, I didn't know if I was listening to the new press conference or the old one. They all sound <laughs> the same. So what yeah. are your thoughts? And are you surprised with any of his comments? Um, like you just said, uh, I felt like it was a typical <laughs> Mark Bergeron. Like, is this the one? Or are they playing yeah. the last one? What? What's going on? I thought it was a typical Mark Bergeron presser, to be honest. Uh, he didn't speak out on his cards that he's, uh, he's being dealt right now. And he's very secretive with his potential moves he may be looking to make. Um a little bit of an excuse, a couple excuses, like with the basically, he was talking about the injuries with Weber being out, it's hurting the team, even though with Weber, we weren't doing the greatest either. Um, I think, mm-hmm. I think Bergevin with his whole, his whole demeanor in the presser and how he sounded, I think he kind of realizes that, that, uh, the answer isn't in the room. <laughs> um, Yeah. <laughs> Um, he also said he doesn't feel like they are out of it and they aren't sellers, but mm-hmm. um, I think deep down, if he's a logical GM, he realistically he knows, and I think he's working out his roster. And but that's what scares me. Like, <laughs> I hope that he yeah. does know, but it seems that like he doesn't. I think he does. I think that's why he's in the position, which we'll discuss later. In the position he's in mm-hmm. now. Um, but yeah, I think he's he's just working out his roster. He's trying to see what assets he can trade to acquire assets to help the team in the future. Um, now, one surprising comment I was surprised at mm. that he actually spoke about was um, he said that 
Drew N isn't a center, uh-huh. which he went back on pretty much why he acquired him. Yeah, no, well, no, he never really okay. Even he never said that when he acquired him that he was going to be the center. He he did say that they were going to try him at center, but that's he didn't like claim that that's the reason why. Okay, well, I I was kind of surprised that he he admitted that he wasn't though, because I mean we tried him at center and it's it's a failed, it was a failed attempt. Yeah, we'll say. Um, so yeah, I think he's back to the drawing board at acquiring a top center now, and uh, he should have been. Yeah, and and um, the thing, you know that thing kind of bothered me too because I think it was kind of it was kind of like he was kind of calling out Drew in, mm-hmm. you know, saying he's better at wing than center. He's not wrong. He's not yeah. wrong at all. He's being brutally honest. But to me, it's kind of drawing a similar comparison to how Chucky was handled. Mm-hmm. And I hope. Right? Exactly. And and um, even Drew N has come out and said that at training camp, they asked him to play center. So kind of yeah. like taking the blame off of himself. Because it kind of like, it, I understand Mark Bergevin was being brutally honest, but at the same time, you you're, that doesn't really give the, the player that much confidence in yeah. himself when you're coming out straight up and saying like you know he i if he should be playing the wing but right now this is the best we have i would have worded it differently i would have been like listen he's doing the be- he, he's learning a new position i wouldn't say anything about him playing the wing i'd just be like he's learning a new position it's it has nothing to do with his play it's the team play right now. yeah i agree with that okay and i wouldn't even say he's learning a new position I maybe it was, say, it was lost in right the now he, translation. It's, it's not i would say it's not easy being a top center in this league and the struggles don't only come from him; it comes from the whole team. And That's the pressure—the right pressure of being that guy of in course, Montreal. It's, it's a tough. It's a tough place. But yeah, I agree. Uh, say, nothing new. Same old excuses. He did take some accountability for his actions. Yeah, uh, I'll give him that. Yeah, I was surprised um, with that. He also didn't really shoot down the Max Pacioretty trade rumors. Mm-hmm. So kind of not good for the captain of your team. But again, being brutally honest, right? Because he has been criticized in the past. P.K. Subban, for example, saying, I'm not going to trade him, but yeah. then trades him. So I think he, <laughs> he tried to steer clear of that. So, But that kind of shows us that he probably is shopping Max Pacioretty. Which I think right now this is the best time to trade him. He's got yeah, still yeah. one more. You, it's, he's, not, he's technically not going to be a rental player, and he still has a lot of value. Um, he's a 30-goal scorer. Right. right. I'm not against it either. I think right now is when you're probably going to get the most value. Yeah. Even though he's not having a great season, just the, the two years at that price with his potential, and he's, it's not like he was a one-hit wonder. No, this no. guy's done it before. It's a proven goal scorer. It's a struggling team, so you can't really base his success off of you know this team because the whole team's struggling, so it's not really his fault. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I still agree that probably he's the piece moving out, but, hey, he didn't shoot that down, so... Plus, Max is a free agent after next year, so... That's what I mean. Can't shoot that down. Teams are going to love it because it's not just a this-year rental. No, I'm saying he might come back. I'm saying he might come back after. Oh, yeah, after? Yeah, Yeah, he could do that. Maybe. Why not? I don't think so. (laughs) Not if Mark's GM. No, I'm just joking. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't be talking about my client like that. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I get it. Uh, Okay, so another topic I want to talk about was... uh, Mr. David Schlemko, the savior. What happened? Yeah. What happened? Anyway, you know, is it me or has he kind of been a disappointment? It's been disappointing. It has. Um, first of all, it started off bad. Like, he was out with an injury. 
with that hand injury. First for, day of like yeah. training camp. He's out for a significant time, too, in the beginning of the season. Yeah. <clears throat> Everyone was speaking so highly of him. Um, I never saw, like, anything over the top, like, exciting with him, but everyone in, ho- in the hockey world, like, even the analytics guys liked him, did they not? Um, yeah, like, I mean, to a certain extent, nobody thought that he was going to be the answer for Weber's partner, but... No. Um, no, but, like, it, nobody thought that it was a bad move, nor, I don't think it still is a bad move, it's just been a little bit unfortunate. I mean, okay, we gave up a fifth for him, so it's not a bad move. No, it's not. Um, I and just hope he hasn't been any worse than other guys. Yeah, everybody, I'm not gonna everybody, say any name. Carl everybody, Osner, Carl Osner. I mean, hey, Carl Osner <laughs> scored a goal, goal. And a, goal and an assist, man. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I, you gotta give props where props is due. Good job, bud. Good Even job. though it was like one the, out of it was the goal that you would expect Carl Osner to score yeah. <laughs> the pinball goal. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um, I just hope it's a case of him still adjusting because. He is a guy who could you be used on the bottom six um, of D Corp, mm-hmm. um, and he could be our solid back end guy that will help us with the transition game. So I'm just uh, remaining optimistic, but I I am a little bit disappointed because of how much overhype he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was overhyped, <laughs> but we, at that point we were just looking for anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, he hasn't been healthy. Okay, mm-hmm. it was tough. You, he's injury prone. We knew that already. Yeah. But I think obviously the high expectations people had were just absurd. Crazy. Just absurd. Crazy. I think when he fully gets healthy, we could probably see him, you know, play better hockey. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's tough to miss camp, and, and come into a struggling team. You know, that's that's it's tough to miss camp. Period. Now you're coming into a struggling team where everybody's. You know, playing bad. Yeah. Um, but he, he's looked like a third pair, maybe four, number four at best. He's mm-hmm. been that his whole career, right? So for us to think anything else was kind of a desperation thought. Yeah. Right? And I'm guilty as well. I hope for the best. I was hoping that this guy would come in and fix something. And the first couple games, I thought, yes, this looks good. Right? And now we're here. Right, Talking man. about being exactly. disappointed. Well, listen, I, I play uh, you know cash for life scratch ticket <laughs> and hope for the best all the time. So I'm used to being constantly disappointed. Yeah. So this is a normal feeling in my life. And those cash for life scratch tickets are the worst. You see, uh, life, life. I got two lives on the first two scratches. <laughs> what ma- the hell? The whole point of the game is to match three. And I swear you get two of everything on every row. It's, yeah. it's like, has anybody, if anybody has ever won cash for life, anything like besides $4... Please I've won. DM me. I've won twenty. Yeah. I, okay. Fine. <laughs> Anything above twenty. Let's go that. Okay. Okay. All right. DM. And <laughs> okay, but anyway, for all of us that thought Schlemko was the answer, uh, we were wrong. Yeah. Just as wrong as those uh, new H and M ads. Jesus. <laughs> Stop. Those were bad. Wow. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. I don't want to talk about I it. I know that's so bad. Okay. All right, so here it is. This is the time. Yes. We are taking Mark Bergevin to court. Now, before I start, I just want to say, listen, I will be representing Mark Bergevin. So I'm going to do my best to represent him. Or, sorry, I'm going against him. You're, yeah, I was going to no, say, sorry, you're, dude, you're what, yeah. I'm representing yeah, yeah, the man. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
He's my agent, sir. <laughs> anyway, listen. Oh, sorry. I represent. I am the prosecution. Okay? There you go. You're the defense. Yes. So I'm going to, listen, I'm going to do my best to prosecute Mark Bergevin. Doesn't mean that I am, you know, that I believe all of these things, but I am going to state the facts of, of what, which, you know, these are yeah. facts. So don't, don't think that I hate him this much. And after we'll kind of break it down. And I'll, I'll kind of explain to you guys, but I don't want to get no backlash from people thinking, oh, this guy hates him. No, this is just the role that I assumed, okay? So okay. don't hate me, hate Gibby. Thank you. No, don't hate me. <laughs> I just want to be loved. Okay, I'll rise for the Honorable Judge Louie. <laughs> I'll rise. Okay, so Louis will go first. Yes, I'm speaking in the third person <laughs> because the prosecution always goes first. Okay. All right. Are you just gonna hold on? Let's 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 get this on the. Are you just gonna fire off everything and then I fire everything yeah, off? That's it, man. Okay, I'm okay. Defending him. Okay, okay. I mean, go. I'm trying to prosecute him and you're defending him. Okay, okay. Here we go. Okay. Prosecution. I'm gonna start with the ultimate fail of all. After six seasons, the Montreal. Or sorry, let me go back. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. I'm gonna start with the ultimate fail of all. Okay, let's just keep going. After six seasons, man, um, the Montreal Canadiens still do not have a number one center. Okay? You can even argue that we don't have a number two center. Okay? <laughs> one stud D-man left, another stud prospect left, still no number one center. And we keep hearing the same old excuses. And I'm going to refer to a tweet here that one guy said. And he said... Uh, and this guy's from the Leafs vs. Have podcast, uh, Kamal Rahman. Uh, MB has previously said it's hard to trade for a number one center. He said they're unavailable via free agency. Yesterday, he said the draft may not have a number one center. He's now saying he can't find a number one center anywhere. Hashtag, it's on me. So, <laughs> excuses. After I'd, excuses. Like to, I'd like to object. That's, no, no. that's hearsay. <laughs> can't anyway, continue. But these are things that he said. Yeah. So, hearsay what he say. Okay. Hey. I just wanted. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> Keep going. But what are you supposed to say? Uh, overruled. Yeah. Overruled. Objection, Your Honor. I'm gonna allow it. <laughs> okay, continue. Okay. So, I mean, it's becoming a broken record. Mm -hmm. It really is. You can't trade for a number one center. Number one center don't grow on trees. You have to get them through the draft. You've had six years. And arguably, we're probably worse at the center position than ever after six seasons, okay? And I believe that his old-school mentality has led to his demise. You know, before the season started, he even said that this defense was deeper and better than last year. That shows me that he obviously does not pay attention to any advanced stats whatsoever, okay? And probably is not that good of a talent, a talent evaluator because this was predicted by many that this defense was going to suck, and they were not wrong. So I don't know who's advising him or if he's just too stubborn to listen to anybody. As a GM, your job is to negotiate with players and make this team better every year. This past year, or this past summer, he played hardball with players. He did not negotiate the right way. He gave, it, he gave players take-it-or-leave-it deals and expected players to take it. I don't know if his ego is too damn big to talk to people, especially a guy like Markov, who's been in the organization since day one. That's embarrassing. The handling of P.K. Subban, that was embarrassing. The handling of Alex Galchenyuk was embarrassing. 
Mike Camilleri traded mid-game was actually pretty funny, but that was Pierre <laughs> Gauthier. That was not Mark Bergevin. That was okay, Pierre okay, Gauthier. Okay. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Jesus. Okay, listen. I hope Drewen is not next. I don't want him to be treated embarrassingly, but it seems like we're headed down that way. Okay? He split this fan base in half. I'm not saying I disagree with all his moves. That's irrelevant, though, because it doesn't change the fact that he split the fan base. Whether he did it intentionally or not, he still did it. We can't ignore that. Okay? We trusted him to use the money wisely this past offseason. What makes you think we can trust him with double the money when he used his money to sign guys like Carl Alsner, Mark Streit, Alish Hemsky, and, yes, I understand, low-cost, low-risk signings, but these signings happened because he missed his targets. Okay, who's to say he doesn't miss his targets again? Is that, is, is that a gamble you'd like to take? People make comparisons to other, you know, GMs like Poyle and Nashville. First off, Nashville was an expansion team, okay? The leash was long for that guy, and nobody cares about that. We are Montreal, okay? A true historic hockey team. We deserve the best. We are held to higher standards, we're like, kind of like the Yankees, okay? The Yankees would never be able to go through what we're going through right now. Never, okay? And I know I've spoke to you about this. We're having a shit season. It's going to be really hard for this guy to attract free agents who want to win now, okay? Not, it's one thing already we have to deal with ridiculous tax, tax issues and, you know, the, the cancer-like media yeah. here, okay? Except for the all-habs team, of course. We are the best. Uh, now... <laughs> We don't look like a contender, and most free agents want to win championships. Not all, but most, okay? And, and, and ending on this, my closing argument is also his looks have diminished, okay? <laughs> He's looking older. He's looking uglier. He's looking worn down. Even his style has been notice, noticeably worse, okay? <laughs> so thank you, and that'll be it, Your Honor. Goddamn. Goddamn. <laughs> You might have just won. <laughs> um, uh, the defense may uh, step to the <laughs> All right, Your Honor. Uh, I'm just going to make this short and sweet here. My client would like to take a plea. Uh... Can, we, can we get a recess? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Mark Bergevin, since he's been the GM of the Montreal Canadiens, the Habs have made playoffs every single year except for the 2011-2012. Objection, Your Honor. I'd like to fact check that. uh, You can. Continue. (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah, making playoffs is a good thing. Some might argue, okay, we haven't had one Stanley Cups. But if you look at it as making playoffs and not winning a Stanley Cup as as a failure, then every GM should get fired because except for one every year because there's only one Stanley Cup. There's only one Stanley Cup winner. Um, he has put himself in a very unique predicament this upcoming offseason. You have a lot of young talent right now with the likes of Mete, Carr, Houdon, Lekkonen, Drouin, Galchenyuk, Deneau, all of which who are NHL-caliber players, still with potential to improve. Plus, come the offseason, you have $19 million in cap space with all those guys under contract, which is very unheard of with the contract of Price, with the contract of Weber, two very large contracts. 
So with that 19 million, you have a lot of options. You could potentially get, well, not potentially, you, you get a, you, you could potentially, I'm going to say potentially get a top center, a top pairing D man and another top four D man with that, with that 19 million, which once we acquire those three pieces, we will be a very strong contending team for years to come with all our young talent with prospects like Jolson, Paling, Ekanen on the rise and on the come up. We aren't as bad as people once believed. I was a negative Nancy, so to speak, a couple weeks ago. But honestly, Bergerman has made his mistakes and his bad moves, but he's a very he's in a very good position and a very unique position. And should he acquire those three key pieces, he will be in a very good place with Jeff Molson. Should he fail this offseason, we shall see. But for now... I think you have to allow him to make the moves that he needs to make with that cap space to come in the offseason. You rest your case? The defense rests its case. Okay, we're going to take a quick recess on the perfect. Listen, <clears throat> Mark Bergevin has not done a terrible job. No. He hasn't. No, but he hasn't done a great job. He he he's dropped a ball recently. Yeah. He's made some trades that have split the fan base. That's without question. I'm not against him. I still think that he is capable of turning this team around. Okay, but we cannot ignore what he's failed to do. We can't ignore that, and he has failed to do it. Now I understand he's in a uni- unique position, but not not by choice, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So that's what I mean. I still like if if this is the man for the job. I still feel like I feel like they need to bring somebody in who will work with Mark Bergevin. I know that that sometimes won't work, but maybe somebody who is who I know Jeff Molson is not really involved that much, but somebody who is like you know president of hockey ops or something like that, right? Yeah, like a Brendan Shanahan type. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, yeah. Right, something like that, okay? Because you got Lou Lamarillo, Brandon Shane, yeah, like a bunch of hockey minds who are who are there making decisions. I feel like maybe I know Mark has his people too, but I feel like not m- qual- not Brendan Shanahan. I feel like type. M- no, exactly. But I feel like maybe we we need that. And like I said, I I think for me, I'll be happy either. Like I won't be mad if he gets fired and a new guy comes in. I won't be. Yeah. But I'm also not going to be mad that he doesn't get fired. I'm still, he still has enough. He's done enough for me to give him a a, a chance. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think he's totally sabotaged things. I I understand why he made some of his moves. I do. It doesn't mean that he could have messed, messed up on them. Yes. And there's a lot of stuff that he did, you know, a lot of moves that he made that were good, but nothing that really has impacted us for the best. Played it a little too safe, in in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But again, look out there. There's not much out there. No. You know, so that's another thing, too. There's not a lot of uh, talent. It's not like there's that one guy where you're looking at and we're like, we need this guy right away. It's not really out there. So that's another thing I think that plays to, to Mark Bergevin's defense as well. So, I don't know. You guys listen to it, and you guys be the judge. For example, I did uh, put the poll up, and wow, man, yeah. the last poll was only 40 votes, and I don't know what the heck is going on. Somebody 
hacked our yeah somebody stuff. must have hacked our account this this is this is unheard of but let me get the final I'm gonna pull it up and get the final count here and that way we can know what the Twitterverse how the Twitterverse feels about it so 496 votes Woo. very impressive very impressive Woo. Twitter and a lot of uh, comments um, he said uh, a merch nasty said no six years he hasn't gotten the job done. I like some of the trades and signings individually, but as a whole, he has hurt the team. Too many trades involving picks and also looking for help outside the organization. And also, he doesn't agree with the hiring of CJ. Um, he said, uh, the, uh, Jason Sonier says, not perfect, but the best GM the Habs have had since Savard. I don't feel like any Fair. of the mistakes he's made have been fireable offenses. He needs to really show a commitment to improving center starting yesterday, though. Mm -hmm. So I, I got yeah, that. Yeah, that's a fair statement. Uh, Denislav Petrov says, when he talks, he's so calm and composed, it makes you feel as he has control of things, and then you remember what he did this summer. So <laughs> he doesn't like the summer. <laughs> it's true, um, man. And then one guy says... Uh, only if you are every team in our division. So do you fire? <laughs> are you, uh, the, obviously, the question was, should we trust Mark Bergevin? And he says, only if you're every other yeah. team in this division. So basically... Anyway, it was 73% say don't trust him. Only 27% say trust him. So the fan base is not too happy with Mark. I'll and go that, that's a lot of votes. And another guy says, Ber Bergevin should be fired now. Wishy-washy, inconsistent, just like the team he built in his image. I'll go on record on my uh, personal Gibby account. Um, I voted yes, we should trust him. Up until I voted next no season. because I have to assume the role, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for my argument. No, but I, I truly do believe that if he doesn't get fired this um, this off season, or even who knows prior to the trade deadline, maybe they don't want him uh, in the uh, making the trades, whatever. Like at trade deadline, um, I think. If I, he's still around in the off season, I think this is his final season to put a product out. And if he does not put the proper product, does not make the proper moves to get the top center to get what we need, he is a hundred percent fired. Yeah, this no is his doubt. last hurrah. This I is his last. I think Jeff Molson. I I agree with you. I think Jeff Molson will trust him to uh, to fix this. Uh, and I don't, a lot of people don't want to. But he can he can change a lot of people's minds by by making some really good moves, and I, I feel like somebody needs to, you know, get an analytic guy <laughs> and yeah. work with them. I think Mark Bergevin needs that on his side. That could help a lot. It's not everything, but I think with his hockey mind mixed with a little bit of a good you know good advisors, mm -hmm. I think I think he can get the job done. We gotta just wait. That's why I'm just I'm excited for the I've I don't think I've ever been so excited for a trade deadline in an off season in the years that I could remember. I'm gonna book the day off. I'm not going to work. I'm gonna call in sick. We'll just have a party. Yeah, let's do it. We'll just have like a Habs get together. Just PJs. Just, yeah, you wanna let's wear do PJs? It. Let's do it. I'm in. Bring coffee. Okay, let's do it. Let's I'm do gonna it. take the day off. Coffee, beer, in the morning, man. Yeah. Dude, no, no trades happen in the morning. They all happen. I'm waking afternoon. up. No, 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 no. You gotta wake up as soon. <laughs> no, I know soon, you wake up early, but you soon know, by as they noon, start. by noon we're cracking them open, but yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, it's five o'clock. Let's move on here. Um, have a prediction. Hey, we're back. We're back. <laughs> uh, so, do you predict the Habs are going to come out flat or hungry after the bye week? Um, I think the Habs come out 
in Habs fashion. They uh, they come out strong in the first 10 minutes of the game. They don't get lucky with goal scoring. Um, and then after the 10 minutes, uh, completely flat and dull, and we lose 3-2 when the Habs somehow <laughs> crawl back into late into the game but don't get the dub. Yeah. Yeah, I got I to gotta agree. Uh, well, not exactly to that, but I'll have to say I'll go with recent trends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these guys are not going to be training. They're going to be partying, vacationing with their families. It's going to well be exhausting. Deserved. Yeah. Uh, I can't see them getting off to a good start, especially based on the competition they'll be playing. Mm-hmm. Bruins, Islanders, Bruins again, Washington, Bruins again. Hey. That's a l- tough schedule coming out of a bye week. And they got to go 4-1 and one or 5-0 and oh if, if they really want a shot to come back into the picture. That's my, my thing right there. 0 um, oh and 5. Let's do it. All right. I'm saying they. G- I'm not saying they're going to go four and one or five and zero. Oh. I'm saying not they sure have prediction. to go. Yeah. Yeah. No. I get. Yeah, it. I'm, but no. My prediction is that they're going to come out flat. Okay. Not, so not that okay. You, optimism. If you want to stay. Um, no. I'm you just. I'm stay, just putting it into perspective. No. I know. If you want to stay relevant, you're saying you got to go five and zero oh or four and one. Yeah. Exactamente. Exactamente. Which means exactly in Portuguese. Portuguese guy or, or something like that. We're uh, we're Slang. we're pr- everybody. Hey, listen, from guys, the islands. We're gonna go after Johnny T. Okay, so he's yeah. Portuguese. We can help. So you guys, you guys gotta be. We know where he gets his haircut. Yeah, in Toronto. So yeah, I know the barber. Yeah, I can I can do stuff. Yeah, we'll talk to him. <laughs> we'll talk to. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, I'm good. What? What's wrong with that? I. How was that? Uh, we got to keep it hip for the kids. All right. right? I, know, I, I know we're getting old, but still, we're still young. Yeah, man. Uh, it's time for tweets of the week. <whistles> what you got? Um, I got one actually from our buddy Marco. Um, All right. I saw it. Who, my uh, neighbor? Yesterday, yeah. No, nice. that's our buddy. That's not your neighbor. Well, he is my neighbor. And my but buddy. he's not your neighbor. He's a neighbor he's and your, he's a friend. He's our buddy. Um. Yeah, I had a nice little laugh with it. I saw it. It was a pi- he tweeted a picture. So basically it's a picture um and it, like on the picture it says famous people born the year your team last won the Stanley Cup. Mm. So it shows a picture of the Habs and beside it is Ariana Grande. So I guess Ariana Grande was born in 93 or okay. 92 whatever. Yeah. Um and then the New York Rangers picture and beside it is Justin Bieber. Ooh. And then the Leaf symbol Okay, mm. and it's a picture of Mr. T Rex himself, <laughs> the, the dinosaur. <laughs> That's the Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex, because uh, they haven't won in nine hundred million years. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We, that's good. I did see that too. That was hilarious. Uh, I mean, it, and it, we we love you know we can't uh, miss an opportunity to throw a little bit of shade. Yeah, we have to because uh, times and, are rough. Uh, right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my tweet of the week mm-hmm. is... Uh, what, is it Donald Trump again? No, I think I sent it to you. <laughs> uh, it was KHL News. Baris Astana, for whatever reason, decided to have a traditional Kazakh ritual before a practice. Oh, my God. It involved slaughtering a sheep <laughs> right on the ice. The blood <laughs> was sprinkled over the goal to make it magic or something. At Sports Express reports, foreign players got sick. <laughs> That's so messed up. <laughs> what the hell were they thinking? How did you find that? I don't know, man. I don't know where I found it. You like dug deep, no, no, deep this in the depths you know, of Twitter. You know, people retweet. You find it somewhere. So yeah. whoever You're brought sick. that beauty on my to- timeline, thank you. 
No, you you went on your search bar and you typed in. No, 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 no. I to tell you the truth, KHL for tweets cheap of the league, ritual. As soon as this podcast is done, I just wait for something to pop up. And there, it's Twitter is such an interesting place. You're gonna find arguments. You're gonna find uh, funny things. You're gonna find things that are just gonna make you angry that you just should ignore. <laughs> you know, you're gonna block people. You're gonna. There's just everything there. Yeah, I had another one, but. Uh, Save I don't know this this Marco this Mar- the Marco tweet like I just <laughs> you have yeah, to throw shade. That, I've had that too. You choose one, but it was then awesome. Something takes it over. Um, <clears throat> okay, so we're gonna take a quick uh, little break here, and we'll be right back. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brampton Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. And we're back. Hey, guys. Back in it again. It's your boy, Lewis and Gideon Friends. Okay, so we're going to get into the World Juniors Hab Prospect. Just a quick review here. Mm-hmm. What'd you see? Did you like anything? What do you got? All right, so um, I'm just gonna fire off their stats, pretty much, and yeah, that's just good. touch on yeah, it a little bit. That. I didn't, I didn't take down any stats. You're the stats. <coughs> yeah, I'm just a so good looks and a good voice. Exactly. <laughs> um, six games played. Oh, sorry, I should probably tell you what I'm talking about. Uh, Victor Mete. That might help. Yeah, Victor Mete, uh, the Canadian guy. Um, <laughs> six games played with three assists. Whoa, three goals or three points, Jesus. Um, one assist actually came in the gold medal game. Um, he was named player of the game in their opening game against Finland. He was a scratch for one game, but, but he was hurt. Yeah, allegedly. But overall, <laughs> he looked good at the tournament. He 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 uh, showed his his stuff. Okay, like the way he looked. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add to that. I'll say, listen, he didn't put up the numbers. But no, but three three points in six games is no. bad. And he wasn't on for any even strength goals. Eh? He wasn't on for a. that. He was put into the shutdown role. He did his job. You know, I, I think he really showed his experience not doing too much, playing a solid stay at home game. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we should be blinded by the numbers because he did create a lot of offense as well. Yeah, he so. did. Good transition game. We need. Uh, I think we need that in uh, Montreal. Maybe I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> Okay, uh, Yoni Ikenen, um, five games played, one goal, one assist. His goal was friggin' ass. Um, it was just a lucky goal. <laughs> um, one assist, again, wasn't anything spectacular. Um, overall, I didn't see too much of him. Um, he didn't have that great of a tournament, in my opinion. But, uh, I mean, then again... Finland themselves didn't have the greatest mm-hmm. tournament. They yeah, lost in the exactly. quarters to Czech. So I wouldn't uh I wouldn't of the three, he probably had the worst tournament. Right. But um yeah. Yeah, he was very quiet. I yeah. didn't see much from him. Uh he was having a he's he's having a rough start to the season as well. But the talent is there, but yeah, I think that I wouldn't put too much into this. Uh yeah. I think more it was team Finland as a whole was just a really disappointment. They've had a they had a disappointing tournament. Um but I still, you know, Yoni Ikenen's gonna be just fine. Just 
I think a little rough goal, right? I now. think Ekanen's going to be like a very late bloomer. Yeah, no, I think he's going to be a good player. I just, like I said, I'm, I wouldn't be worried about this. I think you're going to have to take your time with him, type of At thing. At least he did make the team, but this was a bad effort from Finland, period. Yeah. Um, Paling, seven games played and three points. Um, he had a decent faceoff percentage, and as a center, you need that. Um, he had 64% winning percentage against Finland. He looked good, nothing over the top crazy, but uh, he showed some flashes of go- good vision. He had a nice little uh, assist with uh, to to Chuck or Kachuk, whatever you want to say it. Um, his goal he scored. It was pretty nice release one timer, and it was like on his one knee. Um, I don't know. I felt like he looked pretty good, mm-hmm. pretty good. He had a decent tournament. Um, yeah, like I said, Mete looked good. Um, Paling looked good. Listen, Paling Ekenen for me was okay. Paling for me, I watched a lot of him. He impressed <coughs> me a lot. That don't impress he me. Did, he much. didn't. He didn't have a lot of points, mm-hmm. but listen, he was trusted by the coach. And you and need that. I, and I know it, it's his coach in St. Cloud, mm-hmm. so could have been a little biased and just the trust factor. Is yeah, a lot but higher. that that could be good. Not yeah, your, your trust yeah. factor is higher because you're familiar with the player. Yeah. But listen, he played the PK. He played the power play. He was in there taking uh, crucial face-offs at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. He was a shutdown center, and he showed fl- flashes of offense at times. I think that Ryan Paling in this tournament showed us a little bit of everything. Yeah, he's a, a well-balanced kid, player. Yeah, I like it. For a kid that young, he's pr- still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, 18. It's impressive. It, it, you know, he's still young, but it's impressive what he showed, uh, that he, he really showed his complete game even though he wasn't lighting the lamp he he showed how complete his game is which i think is very very good mm-hmm. so i was in, i definitely i was impressed with him the most and i guess him and victor Mate are the closest but no i from if you really looked at paling i was impressed with him except for one game where he didn't really play much but maybe he was hurt or i don't know what it was but yeah, yeah. overall i thought decent yeah it was good Okay, moving on. Mm-hmm. It's Gibby of Facts. All right, guys, here I got two for you. Um, this one is uh, Maple Leaf Gardens became the very first arena to have a four-sided game clock in 1932. Wow. Yeah, pretty interesting Toronto. stuff. Um, at least you guys are good for something. Um, <laughs> carrying on. <laughs> um this is fitting with Habs fans. Heart attacks are more likely to happen on a Monday. Or, for Habs fans, nowadays a heart attack becomes more and more inevitable as the season drags on with our Habs playing and the stress Bergevin is causing us not making any moves. Yeah. So yeah, heart attacks on a Monday, higher and more likely to happen. So Mondays, just be uh, have your phone handy. At least the Habs don't uh, play too many Monday games. Yeah, <laughs> so exa- that too. A, that's a positive. That's probably thing. why. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's my give you a fact. All right. Um, <laughs> we're going to get right into the news. All right, so most of you know this already, but Victor Mete will join the Canadians Friday Woo! and could uh, possibly spend the rest of the season with the Habs. I think that's a great thing. Uh, we definitely need him. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, former Hab, uh, Alex Kovalev came out publicly claiming he could still help the Habs even at, at his age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he blames the downfall of the franchise to language politics. The constant need for francophone management and players has truly hurt them. Yeah. Hmm. Kovey for GM. Kovey. <laughs> um, Carey Price named to the All-Star game. No surprise there. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Dusty Dartman, you know, the dart guy, that leaf guy, he's upset Freddie Anderson wasn't picked. <laughs> uh, oh Newsflash, dart guy, uh, Freddie Anderson will never be an all-star. Ever. And if he is, I'll buy you a pack of smokes. Uh, Tuka Rasks. Rasks. <laughs> <laughs> admits that he was not good on Sunday, this past Sunday. He says, I was horse shit all day. All night I felt like shit and didn't see the puck. I wasn't sharp. I let in weak goals. Gotta respect the accountability there, but uh, hopefully that trend continues because we will be playing the Bruins three times this Bruins. month. Bruins. <laughs> Hamilton Ticats reported that they have offered a contract to your boy, Johnny Manziel. How mm. do you feel? I don't care. <laughs> He then it's trolls. The CF- Hold on, it's the CFL. <laughs> Stop. Listen. He then trolls the Browns by posting his vintage "Show Me the Money" picture while he was in a Browns jersey, <laughs> and captions "016 Season" and spelled "Season S Z N." Oh my God, <laughs> that guy's something else. He's uh, gonna. He's gonna. Where is it? What's that uh, village? Hess Village. Yeah, he'll yeah. be partying in Hamilton. Hess Village. Lavar Ball comes public and says that the players don't want to play for Coach Luke Walton. Luke Walton was asked Sunday why he took Lonzo out of the quarter so early. He replied, "Yeah, his dad was talking shit, so I took him out early." <laughs> he said that while keeping a straight face for a couple of seconds, and then he added, uh, "Just kidding." But maybe he wasn't kidding. Uh, former NFL Pro Bowl defensive and Greg Hardy is set to return to the mixed martial arts cage. The 29-year-old Hardy trains with the American top team, and mm-hmm. he will compete in amateur heavyweight belt at LFA 33 in Dallas on the February 16th. The 2-0 and o, Hardy will meet Ryan Chester, who is 2-1. and one. And in more MMA news, Khabib Nurmagomedov wins, <laughs> <laughs> wins his fight decisively and then calls out Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor responded with a series of tweets, and I'll have to read them. It's, it's pretty funny. He says, the Dagestani was dog shit the other night. You all are nuts. Game full of sloppy bums asking to be slept. Pay me my worth in the king's back. Truly, 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 get on your effing knees and beg me. Otherwise, I don't give a bollocks. My whiskey is out this year, and that's Diddy Bread. And that's Diddy Bread on top of already Diddy Bread. Now get your Diddy's out and beg. What the hell? <laughs> that's, that's what Conor McGregor tweeted. Guy's freaking, he's already drinking that whiskey, that's for sure. He's losing it, man. Uh, so that's the news. All right. Uh, and then we're back with our other. <laughs> we're back with our other. This is our uh, our go-to. Might be people's favorite <laughs> new segment. Yeah. Real life with Gibby and Lewis. So, mine for you this week mm-hmm. is uh, you go to Subway, Firehouse, Mister Sub, Belly Busters, whatever sub place you prefer. Mm-hmm. New trainee is the one making your sub 
and God. is just butchering it. How do you react, and do you ever come back? Like, what do you mean butchering it? Like, like just, you know. Like, lettuce is all over oh, the place. Oh, just terrible job. Like, she, she doesn't cut the bun properly. She's just oh all sloppy. Toppings all over. She's, like, putting too much of this, a little bit of that. Like, just a disaster. I don't know. I'm pretty... I like my subs. So, um... How do you react though? Are you one of those people? Who I'm like, listen, okay. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm not an asshole. I know one person specifically that you know <laughs> oh, as yeah. well. Oh yeah. Is very particular. Says like I need seven pieces of lettuce on that fucking sub. <laughs> um, light lettuce. No. Uh, yeah. Can you put a little oh, bit more on that down. side? And there's people out there who will shut it down. Yeah. No. I don't shut it down. Um, I'll eat the sub. I won't be happy. It'll probably ruin like a little bit of my day. Um. I, I don't know if I, I'd probably go back, um, and if I see the same girl making the sub, or, or man, whatever, one or the other, um, I'd probably just hit him with the, I'll go to the washroom, <laughs> and <laughs> then I just off. walk out, and then, but yeah, if it's, You'll only if it's the peek. same person. <laughs> just peek through the window. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not like, at the end of the day, um, Actually, you know what? Fuck Subway. You got to hire <laughs> Subway goddamn artists, not Subway Listen, butchers, okay? People do not understand. It's an art to make yeah, a good sub. It is. Listen, there's this one Filipino lady who's made my sub for years when I used to have a Mr. Sub close to my house, and she was the best. Oh, when she best. left, there was everybody was terrible after that. I had to boycott it. It was the closest <laughs> sub place to my house. I had to stop going. So, you know, in the moment, I don't like to make people feel awkward, so... I understand yeah. how it is to be new at a job and stuff like that, right? It's like my first day podcasting, you know? Gibby was so nice to me. No, but listen, I understand how it is. I wouldn't do... <laughs> i never I'll, done it either, man. What the hell? <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put the pressure on like that. No, but I'm not that guy. at the end of the day, I'd probably give it one more chance, and then I'm gone if it happens again. And it did happen to me, so... Yeah. This is real life with, with Lewis and... Listen, I love my subs too, and it's an art. It's like it's like a barista making a nice coffee, you know. A sub, you gotta cut it the right way. You gotta massage the bread. You mm-hmm. just gotta you gotta put just enough sauce. It's an I find I haven't found a subway artist that puts the proper amount of sauce. I know one, and also this guy. Like What's he, their name? And their I number, don't know his I name, but I know where it is. It's like Winston Churchill and. Um, and Dundas. And this guy chops up his lettuce like really fine. Nice. Oh, man, it's so good. And, and he's hilarious, too. Guy's always cracking jokes. He's a really okay. happy guy. Okay, what do you got for me? Okay, so um, you fall in a public place. What is the best way, or how do you play it off? And how do you play it cool like nothing really happened? Somersault, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> push-ups. <laughs> Start doing push-ups. No, you know what? To tell you the truth, I'm terrible at this. I just I just can get as far away from the point of falling as as possible. I once, like, I swear, I was walking to a store, mm-hmm. and my boot lace was out, right, and and my Tim's, and the lace got hooked on, like, my other boot. And basically, uh, I tripped. And the, the it was the worst timing because, I like, a, a lady, a, a nice-looking lady was coming out, and me, I'm putting on my smile, ready to walk in all tough, you know, suck in the belly. Yeah. Get it going. <laughs> I swear to God, I just rolled and I just 
put my head. I looked forward and straight ahead, and I don't want to see nobody, man. I'm just, I'm just getting out of there. Okay, the reason why I actually, I, I, I randomly thought of this in high school. Okay, um, I was leaning on a bookshelf in uh, the, um, what's that office? The guidance office, where you know the guidance counselors or whatever, where they try to guide you into the path. Yeah, they did terrible job, yeah, by the way. I could tell. Um, so I was leaning on a bookshelf. I thought it was, I guess, bolted to the ground. wasn't bolted to the ground. It was in the middle. It was like a, a bookshelf island. So it was like not on a wall. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah, so I, I leaned on it, thinking that it was like bolted to the ground. No, it wasn't bolted to the ground. So I leaned on it. I fell over. And like, you know me. when I, I, like, I don't like awkward situations. Like, I panic. So I started doing sit-ups. Like, no word of a lie. I started doing <laughs> sit-ups. And then <laughs> my guidance counselor calls me in. She's like, what was that? I was like... I don't know. I just I, I, I didn't what know what else books, to do. Man? I didn't what about know I books? didn't know what else to do, man. I literally didn't know what else to do. So yeah, I did sit ups. I once dropped a watermelon in a store and ran home. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was really young. You know? On purpose? Like is this and the I big daddy been, moment where it's like I might have been under the under the influence. But uh How old were you? Like <laughs> six? I was under the influence. <laughs> nah, okay, really young. When I say really young, it's like in my teens, right? Okay. So 10 years ago or so. I ran home. It's a funny story. It's for, th- that, that's a story for a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> not, not necessarily. After Hours with Gibby and Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Coming soon. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, Moving on. Oh, man. <laughs> Terrible. You know what time it is, Gibby? What time is it, Lewis? Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Sports Weekly Picked. Damn it. Damn it. Both of us. Yeah, 0-2. Both of us went 0-2. Both of us 0-2. This is your second. This is back-to-back for you. Both of us coming out the bye week. Just not good. Jesus. Hopefully the Habs don't take after Lewis and Gibby. Uh, it, it's bad. Yeah. So I went 0 2. You went 0 2. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, and again, <laughs> Colorado. Yeah. Our two layups got blown out. <laughs> Colorado beating Minnesota. And okay, Anaheim, Calgary is, I guess, the tight It's a tough game, one. Yeah. But Calgary ended up beating Anaheim. It's just, it was crazy. That's just the way it is. So I kind of had to take a couple layups again. Oh, layups, I go. think, this week. You don't ever know, but I'm taking Washington to beat Carolina 5-3. to three. Oh, Okay, I took that game. Yeah, and I'm taking uh, Columbus to beat Vancouver 4-2. to two. Okay. Um, do you want to... Okay, so... Yeah, no, we can keep the... There's nothing against that. We what? can keep to pick the same game. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Okay, so, yeah, last week... Uh, and for the record, I'm 11-13-1. and one. Okay. Yeah. So bo- guys, just if I were you, hold on to your money right now. Don't be betting Lewis's picks. Just you know, I will be back. I promise. Yeah. All right. So yeah, last week I went zero two, like we just spoke about. Tampa Bay lost to Ottawa six three. I took Tampa, obviously. Um, my Florida Boston pick, which is why I went zero two, because to be honest, I would have gotten that right. Those look like layups too, but. Um, Especially that Tampa one. Yeah, that was a big layup. So yeah, it got my Florida Boston game got postponed. Um, so I ended up tweeting out my pick. Um, actually, thank you for letting me know that it got postponed because I wasn't aware. Um, but yeah. Um, so my new pick was New Jersey over the Islanders. The Islanders won in overtime. Um, so yeah, my new picks. Uh, like you said, 
You took Carolina Washington. I took Carolina Washington. I picked Washington three one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the Saturday game, I took. I'm taking New York Rangers against New York Islanders. The Battle of New York. New York. New York. I'm um, taking the Rangers two one. Okay. Yeah, I went against. Uh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. So okay, what's up? Good luck, man. I need to go two and zero. You need to go zero and two. I got to get back in the race here. Yeah. Oh. Uh, At least you didn't pull ahead. That's. And that's... I'm fourteen ten and one. Yeah, you're all right, man. You're Thanks. a playoff team. <laughs> Thanks. I'm uh, not even wild card right now. No, you're not. But I'm not far. But you're not close. Um, before we go, anyway, if you guys want, I know we touched a little on the World Juniors and Habs prospects and stuff like that. But if you want extensive coverage yes. of the Habs prospects and the Laval Rocket, follow at the AHL Report on Twitter. Also visit AHL Report and uh, listen to uh, from the press box. Okay, that's a really wonderful podcast. You know, another yeah. another wonderful podcast that All Habs offers. Um, Rick and Amy and the team do a wonderful job with that one, and they do a just wonderful job in general. So their podcast, their new podcast is out right now. Obviously, Habs 360 yes. will be live again Saturday, and then Habs Unfiltered, if those guys can, uh, you know, come on, boys, pick it up. Hey, let's go, pick it boys, up, boys. Figure let's it get out, that eh? editing, yeah? Yeah. That's another great one. So yeah, hopefully, it is, hopefully it is. I've been anxious to hear the boys come on the mic because there's a lot to talk about. Have they released it on iTunes yet? Not yet, I don't think. Okay, boys, yeah. they're boys. old school. They're old school. Yeah, I know. they're sailors. They don't good got Wi Fi on the ship, old, do they? Good old sailors. <laughs> anyway, yeah. hello. Yes. <laughs> Are you gonna talk? Did you lose? Did you lose your sound again? No, no you I just. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something. I thought you were gonna say something. Oh, we made eye well, contact. Well, you usually cut me off, so awkward. I don't know. We're just leaving it alone. Anyway, see you next week. See y'all later. See y'all later. Go, go. No, you should not.